Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to the WordPress Community Podcast. The essential source for news and information on the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Learn about the newest updates and plugins, as well as exclusive interviews with WordPress experts that are sure to help you enhance your skill set. Now, please welcome the host of the WordPress Community Podcast, Joost de Valk. So, good evening, everybody, and glad to be back. We've got another nice show today with, of course, Frederick joining me as, as usual. And we've got one of the original WordPress developers on the on the show with us tonight, Dougal Campbell. So welcome, Dougal. Good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Glad to have you. And glad to have Frederick as well. As usual, Frederick has prepared some news, so I'm going to let you take that away immediately, Frederick. Okay, there's some interesting uh, news this week. I'll start with just uh, reminding everybody about WordCamps in case uh, our listeners or hopefully our listeners are spanning the globe here. WordCamp Ireland, March 6th and 7th. WordCamp Toronto, uh, March 27th and 28th. So that's what's coming up next month. And of course, uh, I suppose it's still not the 27th, so the Fukuoka... Uh, WordCamp uh, Japan is on the 27th of this month for, for those of you who happen to be in that neighborhood. So uh, look out for those. In terms of uh, interesting things this week in plugins, I think uh, the online backup uh, plugin deserves a mention. Um, I'm not sure if we reviewed it before, but it's getting a lot of attention this week. That's at backup-technology.com. It's a really, really solid offering. Um, we'll have a link to that for everyone in the show notes and in the chat later. Uh, in terms of updates, WordPress Exploit Scanner just got an update. So for those of you who you know are concerned about that kind of thing and try to keep an eye on it, uh, 
uh, Don uh, Donica has uh, released an update, so definitely check that out. Something very interesting, at least in my mind, uh, and this comes from uh, WordPress Tavern. Uh, <laughs> it appears that March first is Donate to Plugin Developers Day. So I don't know if we can get a round of applause for that one and support uh, uh, from Brasco there, but that's a big deal. Uh, hopefully uh, we can get you know more awareness out about that and, and make sure that the uh, developers out there get some support. Um, also from uh, WP Tavern, a couple of also uh, you know interesting bits. The plugins repository now supports videos, which is great, and. Gravity Forms, which is incredibly popular, I know Yoast likes it as well, uh, now integrates with FreshBooks, uh, which is something that I think is phenomenal. It's a great tool. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, FreshBooks.com for invoicing, and it's great for freelancers and things of that nature. In terms of WordPress uh, 3.0, the, uh, the great work at the WooThemes, uh, from WooThemes, uh, those guys over there, in terms of the custom navigation that they've been working on for some time has now been contributed to Core. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, hopefully that's helpful for people in terms of usability and everything else. So the announcement I think was actually today over at WordPress.org. And I believe that that's it. I just want to briefly mention that uh, for those of you who actually use WordPress.com, there was about 110 minutes of downtime the other day. And the only reason why I'm mentioning that is because I have to highlight how transparent, you know, the automatic team was, you know, Matt in particular, Matt Mullenweg in particular, with making sure that everyone understood what was going on and making it clear that, you know, this hasn't happened in four years and it probably will never happen again. And that's, it's really remarkable that they're so forthcoming with that information and doing such a yeah. good job putting everything up. So just want to say kudos to, uh, to the WordPress.com team on that work. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. It was cool because at that, I, at that point I came into the uh, WordPress uh, chat room on uh, on IRC, and uh, I was uh, I was asking Mark, uh, who maintains uh, the WordPress.org plugin repository, I wanted to ask him about something, and uh, the people were already replying, "Yeah, we're working on it." And I said, oh, oh, "Working on what?" Oh, wait, WordPress.org is down. I was actually going to whine about a plugin, but it was really uh, really cool to see them be so open about all the shit that was happening. Definitely. It's how how stuff should be done by everyone. Um, so, Dougal, it's good to have you here. It, it's funny because uh, Frederick mentioned the donate to to plugin developers uh, thing. You, you've got a couple of plugins of your own, don't you, Dougal? Yeah, I've got a few. Uh, probably the more popular ones are the um, the um, Fancy Box Gallery, and um, for some reason, my uh, gra my Easy Gravitars plugin still gets a lot of traffic, even though most themes support Gravitars natively now. Yeah, but do people know that it <laughs> that they do? That is, uh, yeah, well, it's fun. well, there's probably still people that are using old themes that are afraid to change, and yeah, well, you see that a lot. I see old people and, all, and who are afraid to upgrade as well. It's a bitch. Uh, but the funny thing is, because you you have uh, like how many do I see on your site? Like six plugins. Do you get any donations worth mentioning? No, not really. Hardly any ever at all. I, I could probably count the number of donations I've ever received over the years on the fingers of my hands. Yeah, 
Well, I've, I've gotten a couple, more, a couple more, I guess, but uh, I would be surprised if the total of it would be over three hundred bucks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty sad, actually. <laughs> well, if you consider, I know you, you keep track of your downloads as well. You've got a fair decent down, number of downloads for all your plugins in total. I, I've recently crossed the two million downloads line myself, and. Um, to consider that, well, if you've if you've crossed that list, I'm on 2.2 2 million downloads in total now for my plugins. If you if you don't go over 300 bucks, and I'm a, a, and um, donation day is probably not the thing that's going to make me very hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to change a whole lot, but no. Well, hopefully, it increases awareness. You know, it's important to have people hear about it and so on and so forth. So true. Well, very true. Um, some of the other uh, news that that you noticed, uh, Dougal. The, the, the funny thing, uh, why well, I find funny is Woo Themes uh, um, um, contributing back their custom navigation uh, stuff. Um, on on the one hand, that's a generous thing to do. On the other hand, they wouldn't have had to contribute it back since their themes are GPL, GPL right? We could have just ported it back. That's correct. Uh, um. I remember uh, at WordCamp Atlanta, Jane Wells was talking about um, this was before it was really something that many people knew about. But she was talking about the updates to the menu uh, system, uh, and so when I just when I heard about WooThemes uh, contributing that code, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I'm not terribly familiar with WooThemes, but I think that's a that's a probably a good move for them to get some a little a little more visibility than they already had. Yeah, it's smart for them to do it like this because otherwise someone would have ported it back and never noticed that it would come out of Woo Themes. So it earns them a nice link from the WordPress.org uh, site. will do them good. <laughs> and uh, uh, let me be clear, they, they've earned it. They've, they've done a pretty good job with it. It's, uh, I think, one of the better custom navigation things out there. Uh, not in terms, uh, not per se in terms of code, but in terms of uh, user friendliness on the back end, which is always a hard thing to do. So, um, Google, what, what have you been doing lately? What, what is your biggest project WordPress-wise uh, that you're working on? Uh, well, I'm, I'm working on a, a client project right now. I, I can't give too many details because it's not public yet. Um, but it's, it's been interesting. I've, I've spent about uh, the last four weeks working on it. And I got to, I actually posted uh, just the other day about the fact that I kind of delved into some areas of code I hadn't looked at it in a while. Um, some things that I hadn't really gone out of my way to look at previously, looking at the, um, the WP HTTP class, um, yeah. some of the, the image and attachment functions that WordPress has, WordPress has built in, found, you know, of course, obviously, there's, there's functions in there to help you with just about everything um, that you need to do, and I finally found the, the, the exact right function I needed for, for the task I was doing. Um, had to do a lot of XML processing and learn a little bit more about simple XML and, the, and PHP 5. So it was, uh, it's been kind of a fun project. I'm kind of wrapping it up now. I've uh, got a last couple little niggling buglets that I have to fix, but I should have it hopefully wrapped up in the next couple of days. Cool. Yeah, it's funny. You, you mentioned uh, PHP doc uh, cross-reference of the WordPress code. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you might have seen mine uh, before because what I uh, – what uh, which is on xraf.yoast.com um, – and it, what I still miss in all those uh, cross references is a, a, a simple function to uh, auto suggest functions when you start typing. I've built that in myself because mm-hmm. there's just too much in there right now. Um, 
But it's you mentioned in your post that the, the documentation for all these functions was um, lacking. Uh, yeah, in particular, I, I was um, I'm, I'm one, the plugin I'm doing. It, it has to do with pulling in some content from an external web service uh, and then creating WordPress post out of it. Um, and in the WP insert post function, um, one of the things I was looking to do was how to automatically add tags into my post. And, and at first, I didn't spot on the codex documentation exactly how to do that. It is in there briefly mentioned, but it doesn't go into any detail. Uh, so I actually kind of figured out by actually looking at the source, looking at the uh, the uh, Atom publishing protocol code and what it does for importing uh, the tags. Um, it was either that or the movable type API. One of those, I actually spotted that piece of code and said, oh, I just have to put this little this little string in here with a certain key, and it just does it handles it for me. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was poorly documented on the on the uh, codex page. Uh, it was there, but it wasn't it wasn't completely doc- documented. And then there's another option if you wanted to use custom taxonomies. That's completely undocumented on the codex page. Uh, yeah, I know because I've I've been writing a a plugin on that uh, my own simple taxonomies plugin and the. the, the the documentation for all that is extremely lacking. I, I should probably say that if uh, if that's it, we'll, uh, I should probably roll my own um, and and write write documentation myself. I'm not too good at doing that either, so I I shouldn't whine. I guess. Well, on the other one, it would be good if we got some technical writers uh, into uh, uh, into this and uh, who actually started contributing more documentation for all of this. Yeah, I, I agree. I. I I've worked with a couple of uh, technical writers before at previous jobs, and I have to say I have a lot of respect for them because it's something that I, I have problems with sometimes because the the way that or- information seems to be organized in my brain is so haphazard. It's not very linear, um, so sometimes it's hard to sit down and write, you know, figure out well how do I, what do I want to introduce first and what should be next and how should I organize it. Uh, so I have a lot of respect for technical writers. Yeah, well, we need more of those. So if you're listening and you, and you think I can't code but I can write, then uh, we, we'd love for you to contribute. Um, when we uh, discussed before the show uh, over email, you said that your, your wife does a lot in the Drupal community, um, which intrigued me because, uh, uh, one, you, you've got a wife who's technical as well then, I guess. Yeah, um, she she's actually dabbled a little bit with PHP herself. She's she's uh, she she would like to learn a little bit more, get, get a little bit more expert with PHP itself. Um, but she can uh, she can dive in and tweak some things as needed. Um, she works a lot with Drupal at her job. She works at a university, uh, Kennesaw State University um, here in, in the Atlanta area, and um, she uh, she helps manage a set of Drupal sites uh, for their financial services and business services uh, departments. And um, so she does a lot of tweaking with that, and she actually helped with the organization of the uh, Drupal Camp Atlanta uh, several months ago, back in September. Uh, and she was she was the Twitter voice for that event, uh, or as we called it, Drupal Peachy Head. <laughs> they, had the, uh, they had a customized version of the Drupal logo that looked like the Atlanta Peach. Um, Common thing around here in Georgia, yeah. But uh, but yeah, she uh, she does a lot of work with Drupal at work, and um, so we have a lot of cross reference. Of course, she she does some WordPress stuff too. She, you know, I, I I help her out with some some uh, some other things here and there. 
So what what would be the biggest differences in your uh, opinion? Um, well, let's see. From a from a technical standpoint, uh, the nice thing about WordPress, uh, and I think most people agree, even a lot of the group of people, is is that it's ready to go when you install it. You you install it and you're ready to use it, and it's easy to get started. Yeah. Um, Drupal has some functionality that can be more complex. You can do some more specific types of setups for how you want, you know, your your URLs to map to to your uh, information. Um, so you you can get a little more nitty gritty with Drupal as far as how you make your content work together uh, when you have different pieces of content throughout your site. Um, Whereas WordPress kind of expects you to do things a certain way, uh, there, are, there are of course ways around that. Uh, the Pods plugin, of course, you know, introduce, introduces a lot of that kind of functionality into WordPress that people from the Drupal world are used to. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's one thing there. Um, oh, the the issue, the difference would be that Pods introduces new tables, whereas if you do it in Drupal, it it would be in the in the normal um, database that Drupal uses. Right. Yeah. Um, so technically, there there are some differences. Like you know, a lot of people uh, in the Drupal world tend to look down on WordPress as just a blogging system, though that's becoming less and less true every day. Um, uh, the differences I see, you know, technically, of course, I mentioned the differences in the community are kind of interesting as well. Um, as I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of people in the Drupal community that kind of look down on WordPress, whether they're right to do so or not. Um, and I've, I've also seen a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of interesting technical things that they have in how they manage the development of Drupal that I think WordPress would be well to look at. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff like when they, when they're submitting, um, you know, modules or new code updates, there's a lot of automated testing that goes on in the background with feedback that tells you, you know, whether you passed your automated test or not. So I, I think yeah. things like that would be interesting to see eventually come into the WordPress development cycle. Well, I'd, I'd love to talk about that a bit more, but we have to go for a commercial break first. So um, right, and we're going to break and run right back with Dougal Campbell. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more of the WordPress Community Podcast after this. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, makes its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCOM2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new search engine marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today 
at AFFCOM2010.com. That's AFFCOM2010.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use EngineReady's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Yost Devon. So we're back with Dougal Campbell, one of the uh, original WordPress developers. Dougal, you were mentioning the uh, automated build stuff that Drupal has. Now, in my background, before I joined uh, the, the WordPress project, I was very, very active in the WebKit project, which is, uh, for people who don't know, the core of Safari and, and Chrome. Um, and the, the main thing I did there was write test cases because they had an automated build bot that would automatically, upon commit of a new code, check uh, whether that code still would still pass all the tests or that you'd broken something. Um, that is a bit harder to implement for WordPress, but it would be really cool if we got something like that working. Yeah, I, I would like to see that eventually. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon because it would take a a pretty massive infrastructure to be built for it. Um, it, it would require a lot, a lot of work to do. Um, so if it does happen, it's probably going to be a while. Um, but I know that there is, uh, it was actually been mentioned on the, uh, the WordPress hackers mailing list recently. Uh, they mentioned the, the uh, automated tests for WordPress core, which are kind of out of date. And they were talking about how, well, you know, if, if people will you know go help update the tests and, uh, you know, and all that to uh, to be up to date, then it would help. Um, so it's, it's something worth looking into again, perhaps. Um, the, the fun thing would be automating tests for uh, for plugin developers and, and actually getting plugin developers to participate in that uh, by yeah. writing tests for their own plugins and and how they interact with Core, so that you make sure your plugin isn't breaking something that's you know not supposed to be breaking. Well, that would be really cool, but for me, a major step would be if we, if we could prevent regressions. We've seen uh, in 2.9 uh, a, a couple of uh, things in the canonical URL handling broke. Um, they're all fixed in trunk now, but it's really it's a shame to see stuff like that uh, going wrong all the time. It's a very, very hard code to read, so it's very easy to break as well by doing... Uh, uh, an update here or there, but it's, it would really be good if we could automate that. And by, by breaking, I mean that stuff that, was, that should be redirecting wasn't redirecting, stuff that, that was redirecting was redirecting with a 302 instead of a 301, stuff like that can really hurt people if, it's, uh, if it happens on the wrong spot. Sure. So it would be really good to, uh, to automate that. Further, got a couple of questions about WordPress 3.0 that, uh, that you could answer, he thought. So I'm very curious to hear what that was. Well, it's not that they're 
you know, mysterious things. I just, you know, I always like to get uh, other expert opinions and share that with the audience. So in particular, one thing that's pretty interesting, well, two things are interesting. One thing I think is rather critical, and that deals with, you know, there's the multi-site plugin. I think it's from the InkSub guys. Uh, and yeah. uh, it seems to be rather a essential plugin for lots of implementations of multi-user WordPress. And, uh, and in 3.0, at least according to, to WordPressEngineer.com or WPEngineer.com, uh, WordPress 3 has multi-site settings. Well, not necessarily as robust as the, the InkSub uh, offering. I just wanted to see you know, what Google's thoughts were about some of the common use cases and, and kind of failings of, uh, at least as far as, you know, things being ready out of the box the same way that they are for the regular version of WordPress. You know, what are your thoughts on <clears throat> what WordPress 3 should have in terms of uh, multi-user functionality? You know, do you think something like uh, multiple, uh, multiple site settings should be in core? Or should it be more robust? What do you think? Um... Let's see. Let me make sure I understand the question. Um, are you you're talking about the multi-site plugin for MU that lets you map a domain to a specific site? Yeah, I, I, I think I must correct Frederick a bit there, as far as I know. And sorry if I'm wrong, but um, uh, the WP Engineer posts uh, calls it multi-site settings, but what they uh, refer to is actually multi-blog settings. Um, because they don't, they don't show a way to map domains to sites. Right, they don't, and that's that's my point. And granted, there's some there's a disconnect with the nomenclature between you know site and network and so on and so forth that uh, the WordPress community's been trying to clean up. But I'm trying to get to the heart of the matter in that, you know, when you install multi-user. Don't you think some of these plugins that deal with the, the network settings of your, you know, network of uh, blogs should be, you know, intrinsically in the core? I mean, what do you guys think about that? I mean, Yost, I want your opinion as well. I'll let Dugo go first, but um, well, let's see. Well, as far as, as as the domain mapping goes, let's call it that for for lack of a of any other term at the moment. Um, yeah. as, as far as mapping a, a separate domain. From your main domain to a specific site in your multi-site install, um, should that be in core or not? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm perfectly happy with it not being core and remaining as a plugin. Um, a, a lot of blogs are going, or a lot of sites are going to use the multi-site configuration for a blog network, which is going to be you know, perfectly happy keeping everything within a single domain. And using subdomains or subdirectories um, for for their site mapping, um, setting up a network which uses multiple domains to have what appear to be completely separate sites all maintained under a single software install. Uh, I'm I'm okay with that being a plugin, perfectly. Um, I, I think it should be a canonical plugin that's included uh, with some at least you know basic functionality. So I, I think that that could be. Um, that that would be the best way to go to me. Uh, yeah, I I I can understand it. Uh, yet I personally would love to see uh, either a canonical plugin or the multi-domain stuff go into core, um, because having that really 
beats a lot of uh, other CMSs out there to make it easy to do that. Um, and with all respect to the Inksub guys, who are great guys and did a great job, and there's a couple of uh, other uh, multi-site plugins as well. I, I personally used a uh, uh, multi-site plugin by uh, Andrea R, who's on a couple of forums as well. Um, but it would be really good if someone made a decent backend for that and made it really easy to configure because it's still a pain in the backside to do well. And it's really, if you've got it working, it, it really, really makes it easy to do a lot of things. So uh, that, for me, Frederick, I'd, I'd love to see it in core, but uh, I, I, can, I can totally understand that a lot of other people don't make that a uh, priority. Well, it's interesting, I, you know, and my thought is that, you know, when people deploy multi-user, I mean, they're, they're really trying to uh, to achieve something that's that's obviously not typically done in terms of what you do with a vanilla WordPress deployment, so it's just a thought. As far as other things in 3.0, which obviously combine uh, the multi-user uh, track with the, with the vanilla track, um, WordPress engineer highlights a couple things that I actually didn't see anyone talk about, uh, particularly the custom background support and uh, also specific author templates. So I don't know if, uh, if, you, if you guys have any thoughts about those kinds of things, but those are actually pretty handy um, capabilities, especially the author templates as, uh, you know, as more and more blogs have more and more authors and those authors need landing pages with you know, bio details and things like that. Pretty handy. Yeah, I... I Something that has much to do with, with multi-site in itself, but yeah, as, as far as a WordPress 3.0 feature, uh, that's one of the things I've been looking forward to as well. As as uh, been watching the 2010 theme development some, um, and that's been kind of neat to watch and, and see how the new things are coming in. Um, yeah, and having having the author templates and uh, a better way to you know, rather, rather than just going to a list of author posts by default, um, I've, I've always felt like we should have a, a kind of a bio page available. As a standard feature, yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've been custom building that on my own blog, um, with a, a not too much success because it's it was a, quite painful to do at the moment. So uh, it's good to see that happening. Really, yeah, uh, a lot a lot of themes were already adding that in on their own, um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's good to see a little more standard support for it. You know, being thrown in there from the get-go, so that people who are new to WordPress, you know, will have a, you know, a more sociable kind of site. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, one of the features that you contributed, Doodle, to WordPress is still, uh, I think, one of the most underrated features in WordPress, and that is the the custom fields for posts. You wrote that, right? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, that was that was a long time ago. Um, and I, I always knew it was going to be a feature that was not really in the forefront, but used more by plugins, which you know, which is the case. Um, you know, I, I knew it was going to be a thing that plugin authors were going to be able to take great advantage of. Um, and at, at the time, I was very much into um, a lot of things like RDF um, and uh, things like uh, the FOF vocabulary, friend of a friend vocabulary, yeah. things that were just coming into being way before microformats really came out. Um, and that's kind of where that came from, was, was I was very much attached to the idea of being able to have a lot of metadata 
attached to things and being able to arbitrarily add information to any other piece of information. Yeah, I, I use it a lot myself, especially in uh, in custom-built themes. Uh, I've been working on a theme the last few days, uh, one of my own old sites that I'm turning into a, a WordPress theme that I'll probably release. Um, and that uses it extensively, but maybe it's good if we, if we uh, do a quick, short explanation of what uh, custom fields do. Do you have a, a, a free-line explanation of that, Dougal? Because it's hard to explain to a non-coder, I guess. Um, well, let's see. Well, you know, when you, when you write a post or a page, you have a set of standard information that that page or post has. You've got a title, and you've got the actual article content, and it knows what category it belongs to, and it knows um, perhaps some, some tags that you've attached to it, some keywords or tags. Um, but those, those are built into the system. Those are, those are a set in concrete group of things that that, the, that are information about that post. What metadata allows you to do is say, well, I want to have a location for my post. I want to have geographical coordinates and latitude and longitude. Or I want to have um, the name and, and album of the song that I was listening to as I composed this post. Or I want to have um, a list of links uh, that I want to attach to it that I, I will automatically attach at the end of the post as linkable links without having to actually type in the HTML for them in, in the post itself. So you can attach this arbitrary information to your post and then you can pull that in through a plugin or some other code, your theme code, and format those and do things with them that you might not normally be able to do. You can take those, those latitude and longitude coordinates that you decided to attach to your post and automatically insert a Google map that pinpoints the location. Um, you could take some of the other information that you've attached to it and pull in a, a feed of photos from Flickr or uh, go to a radio station on, um, on Last FM or something. So it allows you to arbitrarily pull in other information uh, and attach it in a way that WordPress wasn't originally keeping in mind. Yeah, it's, it's really real, cool. Yeah, and one of the really popular ways uh, custom fields are used is to toggle functionality on and off for different settings and various plugins, kind of like what you were saying earlier. But that's really the most popular use case, I think, today. Like uh, WP Dig This is a, is a plugin that works that way with toggling on, toggling on and off uh, share uh, social media sharing buttons and so on and so forth. You know, one another is, good example would be uh, like post thumbnails. You know, WordPress 3.0 has... Um, or actually WordPress 2.9 has uh, post thumbnails. But before that, if you wanted to have a post thumbnail, you either had to manually paste in your HTML for the image code, or you could use a plugin that would look at a custom field that had a URL to the image and then automatically insert that into your post. Yeah, yeah that's a very common use case as well. One thing you mentioned a moment ago, uh, Dougal, was microformats. And... Uh, on your site, there's a post that talks about microformats and what Google is doing uh, to support them and ultimately give editorial control back to publishers in order to have them be able to control the snippet that appears in the search engine result pages, which, you know, if you're a, a marketer especially, is very, very intriguing because it gives you more direct control, obviously, if Google is supporting it for your site, over your, your uh, click-through rate, your conversion rate optimization, if you will. 
So microformat is a very old thing, and for those who don't know, it's just a set of uh, commonly accepted uh, best practices and naming conventions for how uh, content is ultimately marked up, you know, in your HTML. And one of the things I wanted to get your take on, because you mentioned RDFA as well, obviously, I'd like you know, have you explain it to people uh, for those who don't know, but. Is it true that that's actually a component to be included in HTML5, and how do you feel that impacts microformats? Um, I, I really can't tell, say a whole bunch about that because I'm not really familiar with the RDFA support in HTML5. I haven't really looked at it in detail myself yet, um, so I'm not sure. But but you can map um, from microformats to RDF uh, anyways that there's um, – there are, there are several tools already, I believe, that you can find a link from the microformats.org site um, that that will actually convert back and forth between the two. Um, usually from the microformat to RDF. I'm not sure how much in the reverse. Um, but but as far as the, the ability of search engines to consume those and understand what they mean and make more meaningful search results, I, that's what I find very exciting. Um, and I know Yahoo's been doing a lot of that space already. It's a, it's really cool to see uh, search engines using it, but it's even more cool to see it go into all these systems by default. Um, of, of course, uh, WordPress has uh, done support for uh, um, XFN, XHTML Friends Network, which is one of the easiest uh, microformats out there uh, for ages now. But the other uh, microformats is actually way more interesting than that. Yeah, um, the the XFN format and the uh, rel tag for the tags has been in there for a long time, and uh, of course, many many themes incorporate uh, HAtom uh, and in their posts. Um, so that you can actually consume the blog content directly as a feed without actually going through the feed. Um, that seems kind of esoteric and useless in itself, you know, if you, if you think about it, because there's already a feed provided. Um, but I, I still find that interesting. Plus, you find a lot of H-card implementations and profile pages and themes. Yeah. Well, what would be uh, a lot more fun, in, in my opinion, is if... Uh people started incorporating H review into their themes. I've recently done that on Yoast.com, so um, not the last post, but the two posts before that are both uh, completely marked up as H review uh, uh, reviews. And since Google supports those uh, now, as, uh, as was in the last post on my blog that Frederick actually wrote um, and, and did a darn good job of, by the way, um, uh, it, it, you can see what the Google is doing very cool stuff to do those age reviews. So I, I hope the Google will turn into uh, picking those up automatically. They don't seem to really do that right now yet. I've been testing on my blog and it's not really working yet. But it would be cool when, once Google picks those up for people to start uh, adding those age review things to their uh, themes, like uh, especially for the premium themes. Are, are you using a, a particular plugin for that H review stuff? Uh, no, I just uh, mod modified my own theme and used custom fields to do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a while back, you know, I, I tried to find a decent plugin for it, and I, just, I never found one I was very happy with. So I was just curious. No, it's um, 
because you you need a couple of things for age review, uh, like uh, the author of the post, and you need the title to be tagged properly. So, um, in my case, uh, the the age review class, which is the the super class that that uh, surrounds all the other stuff, is actually on the post div itself. So um, that would be pretty hard to do with a plugin. Hmm. Yeah, that might but require I, some thought. I have to think, look into that again. Uh, well, you can check out my implementation. It's it's not really hard. It took me uh, like thirty minutes, and then it worked. I was really happy to see it in a, be that easy. Um, we need to go for a second and last break, and then uh, we'll continue and uh, come back and talk about some more with Google. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more of the WordPress Community Podcast after this. Charles. Come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Stop sending pointless emails late at night to pretend you work harder than everyone else. When you should be working with the premier B2B on-air and on-demand podcast network on the web, webmasterradio.fm. Our team will customize your message to reach the affiliate marketers and merchants that access our network every day. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for a consultation today. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy, live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The WordPress Community Podcast continues only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Yost Devon. So we're back, and in our uh, background chat, Dougal uh, was actually say, uh, say, uh, saying um, uh, that he, mar- he marked up a recipe he posted as age recipe. Now that sounds like a very geeky thing to do, Dougal. <laughs> I'm a very geeky kind of guy. <laughs> uh, H recipe is actually another cool microformat. So there's there's loads of these microformats out there which are just there to um, make us use metadata in a, in a more useful way. I don't see the use case for H recipe myself just yet, but that's because I don't do a lot of cooking, I guess. Right. Well, if you if you were wanting to search for recipes, 
then uh, it would probably make a lot of sense. True. But is there any search search engine that has support for it? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I know that Yahoo has uh, some tools, like their their Wyquil, um tools for for doing kind of queries uh, in a SQL-like language, doing searches. Um, I know that you can do microformat searches through that. Um, of course, that's a very specific kind of thing. It's not a general search engine uh, no. that everybody would use. But I, I envision that one day there will be search engines, either either Google or Yahoo or someone else along those lines, or a specific service that's set up to search for and find these microformats in a certain niche. I certainly do hope so. It's uh, uh, what we worry about a lot, and uh, a bit of the feedback we're giving ourselves after each show, Frederick and me, is that we we tend to get too geeky, and I'm afraid that's uh, true for a lot of um, plugin developers and WordPress developers out there, that they create features that nobody will outside of the geek community will ever get and ever use. So it would be really cool if we made these things a, a bit more uh, open and useful to everybody. So, um, did we cover all your WordPress 3.0 stuff, Frederick? I, I think we missed one, didn't we? Uh, well, that's okay. Um, you know, a lot of the features coming, I mean, there's so many features and I think we really should probably do a show talking about specific use cases and, and trying to make everything straightforward for people. Um, just cut, like we were talking about custom fields and stuff like that. So it's not a big deal if we missed a couple points. True. And it, the custom fields uh, stuff, Google, does require you, you to change your theme right now, doesn't it? Or is there, are there uh, plugins out there that help you do this more easily? Uh, I've seen plugins that will help you do that um, that though you can add custom fields of your own, and then you can have a plugin that will automatically let you say, "Okay, I want to pick these fields that I've created and display those after my blog post." Um, and so they'll they'll automatically hook in and modify, you know, a, a pin to the end of your post, some formatted information. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but uh, but I have used some of those before. Okay, cool. It really is very, very awesome functionality. As I said, I used it for my H review stuff. I think uh, the funny thing is that I've actually only got one custom field for my H review, uh, addition to my theme, and that is the rating for uh, a particular review. And if it sees that rating, it automatically adjusts the uh, the rest of the theme to uh, to be completely H review compatible. So you can really do very powerful stuff with it if you if you're a coder. That was always the intent. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any other sh- uh, stuff you'd like to share with us? Any plugins is, uh, you, you've got that you'll be updating soon? Stuff like that. Um, I, I will be updating the FancyBox Gallery plugin soon. Um, uh, there, there's a new version of the jQuery portion of that, the jQuery FancyBox plugin uh, available, and I need to incorporate that. Plus, I've been meaning all along to actually create an, an option screen that lets you modify. You know how things are displayed, and give you a few options for uh, the transition that it uses when you're switching from picture to picture. Um, you know, right right now, I think it defaults to just popping the images up, and, and this they they just disappear in an instant. But there's a lot of transitions you can use to slide them up, or to bounce them, or things like that, expand them slowly, and all those kind of fun things that you can do with with dynamic JavaScript. Um, so I'll, I'll be adding an option screen to that, so that you can 
pick a few things that you can modify with it. Um, some people have asked me to update the uh, Easy Gravitors plugin, surprisingly enough, um, <laughs> here and there. So I might go back and look at that sometime and, and see what kind of love it can it can get. Uh, that's that's uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, uh, there's still a lot of people that try to use my uh, my theme preview plugin, and I, I see every once in a while somebody will say that it doesn't work on this version or the other, but it works for me. So I might have to go back and look at that and see what's going on. See see why it works for some people and not others. Uh, and once again, you know, add an option screen to that, options to save your preview theme in a cookie so that you can browse around your site in it and things like that. Yeah, it's a, it, basically the adding an option screen to a plugin is always the, the part of it that takes the most time. Yeah, a lot, well, a lot of my plugins tend to be, you know, it's something that I needed, so I make it work the way that I want it to work, and so I don't need an option screen because I'm never going to change it because it's already working the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I share it, somebody else wants options, and I have to go and add an option screen. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know how it feels. I've I've done it too many times on too many plugins already. Is your uh, your fancy box plugin? Uh, I know Frederick was uh, recently talking to me about how jQuery, uh, the newer versions, improved so much in speed. Um, have you seen that uh, improvement with your uh, fancy box plugin as well? Not yet. I haven't. Uh, I haven't really been looking at uh, jQuery 1.4 yet. Um, I, I do have a test site of my own um, that's running the WordPress trunk that I look at from time to time, and WordPress trunk is incorporating the new version work of uh, jQuery. So I'll be looking at that soon and see if I notice a difference, you know, just, just by eyeballing it. You, you noticed a difference, uh, didn't you, Frederick? The difference was absolutely measurable. It was actually a phenomenal difference, and even from 1.4, to 142, I still noticed another uh, slight improvement. So it obviously varies use case to use case, but uh, you know, in terms of sites that just use that depend on jQuery quite a bit, you will just, without measuring anything, you know, technically, you'll just see a, an instant improvement. It's awesome. Cool. That's very good to hear that, and it's good to hear that it's going into uh, 3.0 immediately as well, because that's. Uh, uh, probably a, a, a good way for everybody to get it if people include it in a correct way. One last thing I wanted to ask you, uh, Dougal, because you, you said, well, that uh, thing works for me and it, uh, apparently it doesn't work for other people. How do you keep track of bugs like that? Do, do you do anything uh, especially for your, uh, uh, for your plugins or do you just keep all those emails or how do you track that? <laughs> I'm actually pretty terrible about keeping up with it. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the uh, the WordPress.org uh, site will automatically put things in a forum for you and all that, and I hardly ever look at it. <laughs> um, the, really, the, the main thing I know when somebody when somebody has a problem is if they go to the contact form on my website and uh, and fill it out and tell me. Yeah, uh, same here, although I try to have a look at the, at the plugin, uh, the forums as well, but it's really hard to do that when you don't have uh, moderator rights on the forum, so you can't close stuff that, is, that you know isn't true, etc. I, I would be really, really pleased if we got a, a decent bug tracker to going for all these plugins. That would make everybody's life a bit easier, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. That's that's another one of the things I was going to point out earlier. Uh, we were talking about the community differences between Drupal and and WordPress. Um, not necessarily that they have a better word tra bug tracker than we do. Uh, I, I've never really seen a bug tracker that I thought was all that great. Um, I, I, I wish somebody would invent one. 
Well, um, the, yeah, we definitely the, use better bug tracking for for things like that. Uh, I, to be honest, with the new custom post types and stuff like custom fields, we should be able to build a decent bug tracker on WordPress, shouldn't we? I, I agree. I, I think uh, somebody could probably uh, create one as a as a custom theme and make some money off of it. Oh, yeah, well, there is like a plan. support, right? There's a, what is it? Yeah, Constantine Kofshin in. Yeah, I see, you see this guy pop up everywhere all the time. I, I noticed that his, uh, his uh, uh, WordPress TV featured one of his, uh, uh, the technical support plugin, you mean, uh, Frederick? Exactly. There's a video, the, the, actually the latest video on WordPress.tv is the technical support plugin for WordPress. Oh yeah, I think I heard that mentioned on another podcast a couple of weeks ago too. I think somebody mentioned it. Yeah, Fred, Frederick mentioned it as well a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I, to be honest, haven't checked into it yet, but I definitely will. I know we use uh, at Orange Valley we use Mantis, um, which is very good, although very ugly. Um, but it, it works for us, and you need something like that, uh, preferably integrated with your uh, subversion or whatever code repository you're using, so you can automatically close bugs when you commit stuff. And uh, it, it would be really good if we got a better way of dealing with uh, with plugins like that, uh, and if other people would start handling those bug reports. Yeah, I, I um. Like I said, I've never seen a bug tracker I was really terribly happy with. They're, they're either always too uh, set in how they want you to do things, or just I, I don't know. It's, it's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to describe sometimes. Um, but I've I've never really seen one that was clean and yet gave you the features you needed without locking you into you know a whole bunch of stuff that didn't apply to what you're doing. So it, it would be nice to see one that was uh, simple yet flexible. Yeah, well, very true. <laughs> well, let's build one. We we probably should go that way, shouldn't we? Anyway, we uh, we're running out of time, so um, we're going to have to say uh, thank you, Dougal, for being here. It was really a pleasure to have you on, and I hope you'll be back in a future show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um. And as always, thank you, Frederick, for uh, for the news and all the other stuff you do. Um, I want to remind everyone that we're here on Tuesdays uh, on uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Central European time. And uh, we'll be back next week. And if all is well, uh, Frederick, we've got a guest for next week, haven't we? Or isn't that confirmed yet? Uh, not confirmed yet. No, well, well, we'll keep you uh, up to date on on Twitter, WP Podcast. And as soon as we've got it confirmed, we'll uh, we'll let you know. We've we've got a very cool guest for next week if all goes well. So thanks everyone, and, and talk to you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.